Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer, and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around. You're in the right place. All right, we've got an awesome show for you today featuring the CEO of a company called Operto. His name's Michael Dreger, and they are working on some pretty smart stuff. Now, uh, we all know that you know bricks don't really talk with software, and doorknobs don't you know normally you know integrate with your booking software and vacation rentals. But that's exactly what you know is being rethought. Not maybe not so much the bricks, but you know the idea and purpose behind Operto is creating guest technology that helps property managers and hotels do more. And this kind of was birthed out of the idea of, hey, there's a lot of wasted energy, a lot of lack of efficiency, and even security in the vacation rental market. And I think the approach that Michael is taking with this is, is really novel. You know, he says at first, like, let a doorknob be a doorknob and let a light switch be a light switch. In other words, they should look and function very much like we expect, but then there's even more. And so we get into, you know, smart locks and we get into some energy savings tips and some other smart home devices from the, the category of Internet of Things. I think it's a fun one. You'll enjoy this episode. We laugh quite a bit. We've got a lot of jokes in there. But anyway, kick back, relax. Enjoy the show. Well, hey, Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Nate. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I've had far too much caffeine today. Now I even have a soda on my desk, which is like a once in every four week occasion. I'm very behind on my water, but caffeinated. How about yourself? Well, there, there's water in uh, in coffee, isn't there? And in a Coke. I mean, there, there is water in coffee. You know, embarrassingly <laughs> enough, and I am embarrassed to admit this, but I'm going to say it. I have a Sprite Zero on my desk. I don't oh. even know what possessed me to pick up this can, but I think I just needed the bubbly and didn't want the sugar. So, yes. <laughs> well, hey, I, I appreciate you, you jumping on the show today. Uh, I'm excited to talk about what you got going on here. I think what you guys are doing is pretty unique. And so we're going to jump into it. So before we go too far, please let everyone know who you are and what you do. So I'm Michael Dreger. I'm the CEO of Operto, uh, which is a property automation company. Our specialty is in the short-term rental world. All right. Now, okay, that we'll, maybe we'll come back to that later. I want to come back to the term short-term rental versus vacation rental because that actually, I, I didn't plan this, but that's something that's kind of big in my city right now and what they're talking about and setting rules. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that later, but so fill me in here. What is the big problem that you guys are looking to solve? Well, being a building, like I'm a buildings guy and so I'm always looking to solve building problems. But so the building problem that I decided to take on was essentially the short-term stay world. And there's a huge convergence in that world from hotels to down to like an Airbnb, right? Where someone renting out a single room the entire everything the the whole world is graying in 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 that world originally the problem that i was attempting to solve was in the hotel world and it's really the the ultimate problem is that nothing talks to each other in the world of buildings it does pretty well in the world of online so you know the otas like uh, ota being online travel agents like airbnb Mm booking.com they'll talk to other pieces of software nothing talks to the building right nothing talks to the lock nothing talks to a thermostat nothing talks to a light switch, right? That every it's literally the two, never the two shall meet. So really, that was the the problem I was originally attempting to solve. Like my background is in green building consulting, flying back and forth to the Middle East, consulting on uh, hotels and that kind of thing. You know, especially from Vancouver, where the Operto office is, it's a long flight. It's like uh, forty hours door to door. Oh my gosh! So the last thing you want to do when you walk out of an Uber in Riyadh or Jeddah is stand in line for you know thirty minutes at four o'clock in the morning to get into your hotel room right like you got to go yeah. through the entire process because the hotel industry still while they've made some advancements in the worlds of connecting online there's like when you get there the reason you get handed a key is because nothing talks to the building and so i was just really struggling with that stuff and that's what i was trying to solve ultimately i was really trying to make it so that when i wouldn't have to uh, stop at the front i could just walk up and because i was green building consulting i really wanted a way to be able to set back the temperature so we 
were doing energy models on these hotels. Mm. Um, and I was amazed by the uh, fact that a hotel has the same energy usage, usage as an outpatient hospital, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I mean, in any one ho- or, uh, hospital room, I mean, you have how many devices running. Yeah. Whereas in a hotel room, the only thing that's normally on is heat or air conditioning. Everything else is turned off. Yeah. But it's, essentially, that's really the major load. Like if you break it down, you know, re- average residential, 50 to 60 percent of the load is is tied to your thermostat. The remainder is made up of what we call nerdy guys call plug load and, and <laughs> uh, which is things you plug in. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah equipment because most equipment's not on all the time right like Mm -hmm. you're making the joke the other day about toasters like your toaster's only on for 30 like three minutes and then it's oh man don't don't get me started on the toaster i've got i've got a whole (laughs) spiel i go down on the toaster that is a rabbit hole and someday maybe i'll go down that one but yeah Yeah. you're totally right the utility that's offered you know is limited sometimes and it doesn't meet the ratio of the energy it's it's pulling so like having heating and air conditioning on optimal sleeping temperature probably isn't necessary all day long. It isn't. And, and so the reality is, is that it just stays on. So essentially, even though you don't have 24-7 occupancy in a hotel room, you right. run as 24-7 occupancy like you would a hotel, or sorry, a hospital, mm-hmm. right? And you have the same in vacation rentals. Is this why a hospital stay costs more than a five-star luxury hotel? <laughs> well, there's a lot of other reasons it costs more than a five-star <laughs> A lot that goes on. But yeah, yeah so that's, yeah. That's, that's that's sort of the problem that we were te- I was attempting to solve. It was really a buildings problem but mm-hmm. then i started to realize that most problems in the world most problems generally can be solved with software so what we what operto's really tried to do is commercialize available iot hardware so that can be used in a more commercial setting like a vacation rental a short-term stay a hotel to us to us it doesn't really matter like we're the first to sort of say a door is a door a light switch is a light switch and a thermostat's a thermostat and we're really purpose building it for short-term accommodation so where there's a fast turnover from mm-hmm. one one occupant to the next occupant and we basically know that through a combination of their stay information from the uh, online travel booking or the direct booking and then yeah through their action interaction with things in their space whether they touch a door lock like a keypad door lock whether they you know play with their remote control sorry play with the uh, the thermostat whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and we've even I've even started bringing in things that we use in hospitals and, and in commercial which is things like CO2 monitoring. Mm. I've been using CO2 monitoring forever in um, office applications because it tells us occupancy. Oh, okay. So then, so you can let, you can leverage CO2 levels to an intelligently way, like figure out, is this room occupied or not? Because we talked about this, you know, before we got on, on the interview here, but you know, you were telling me about the struggles of using motion detection for, I mean, just walk me through what's the problem with motion detection. So I've been, I think we anyone in the building industry who's, who's attempted to use uh, motion detection for anything realizes it's the right tool for one percent of the time it works really well in a hotel or sorry in an airport washroom for when you're washing your hands mm. but so for example but if you did it in a in your own kitchen you're going to go crazy because you want to fill a pot of coffee right yeah. like, it's not the right tool for the job and so, you're, in a, you're swinging the pot of coffee trying to get it determined it's kind of like the episode of the office right and isn't there uh yeah it's a similar thing with motion sensors in an office so like if you're sitting in a room full of people and everyone's having a meeting but no one's moving, the lights yeah. will turn off on you. And so yeah. hotels have tried this and it, it fails miserably because, you know, who wants to be sitting on a couch watching TV and have the lights turn off on them? Right? <laughs> and then they've tried other things like with the, with a key card system where you, have you ever had, have you ever ran across those where you get a key card and you have to put the key card in like a little slot? And then when you put it in the slot, then the air, then the, the, the unit energy turns on? No. No, okay. So I, is that like a, a high-end hotel experience? It's not a high-end thing. It's a very low-end analog thing that um, obviously fails miserably because anyone, they, they get in there and the first thing they do when they pull it out is like, oh, my iPhone stopped charging. I'm going downstairs to get two key cards, right? Because you'll you'll leave one in to keep it on and then you'll wander out because you don't want like... You oh, yeah. You want to like, and it literally, it turns off everything. It has no nuance to it. So Yikes. it'll turn off the air conditioning, it'll turn off the fan and you'll walk into a stale room. So all these challenges, right? I mean, so, you know, one of the biggest things I'm hearing is it's not just the energy, which, you know, that could just be from a purely environmental and, you know, social good cause. And I think that's great. I think a lot of people are conscious of that. You know, we're 
both up in the Northwest of, of yeah. North America. You're mm-hmm. like Northern and Western more so than I am, I think. Yeah. But, you know, maybe not so much Western, but you know, so that's a high conscious thing, but also it's, it's just straight up money. It's just, it's just it is. It's burning up. money for no good reason. So this is solving a pain point in that, yeah. you know, especially in real estate right now, there's, there's tight yields and there's high yeah. operational costs in vacation or short-term rental. So this is an easy way of literally changing almost nothing you're actually doing, yeah. but can, can give you more margin just on yeah. energy. And that's the irony. Like we were, we were running this, the simulations on a, on a hotel. And so hotels usually don't have as high an occupancy as like an Airbnb. Like I have clients right. who are Airbnb clients that have 98% occupancy on the year, like, or oh my goodness. where the hotel, hotels will average, like I think Vancouver, the market is like the highest in Canada at 75%. Hmm. But the irony is the lower your occupancy, the more energy you would say, because the more you can set back, right? Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So like a system, like a system like Operatos actually saves more money on on the energy side on unit on applications where they have a lower occupancy rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's not really like most of what people like. Like you said, we're in the Pacific Northwest. Energy rates are six cents a kilowatt hour, like ridiculously cheap. And most of the time, our property managers, because they're third parties managing on behalf of an owner, right. they're really their, their thing. They'll use it more of like a selling point to the owners to say, "Look, I'm taking care of your property and your asset." That mm-hmm. in a very responsible way. And I'm thinking more than my job to mm-hmm. make sure person gets in the door, towels are clean, you know, all, all the amazing complexities of running. It's the uh, number one reason stay. I still, um, what the, what no are, matter how many times I run the numbers, I'm like, I don't know that that extra, even thousand dollars a month, I don't yeah. know it's going to be worth it. I'm and not so sure. Well, and that's the thing, like it's, it's barely worth it in the Pacific Northwest, but it's worth it in a heartbeat in Hawaii, right? Mm. Hawaii's utility rates are 25 cents a kilowatt hour. Right? Yeah, so there's also, you know, there's, well, what are your options in Hawaii? I mean, if you're going there, you're staying somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and so for like, so for our property managers, the number one thing they want is is, is access, our access control system. Got it. Well, 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 the most operationally. So outside of the energy side, is there something else? Because I mean, you, you talked about like there's multiple components of, of the house and mm-hmm. or in the building or the hotel. You know, they don't talk to each other necessarily because yeah. most of them are made of you know wood, brick, stone. You know, yeah. or they don't have any. You know they're individually programmed and they were never meant for, you know, really software. They're very simple computer type programs. So what are some other services or, or features that you guys tie into that improve the experience? Our main um, selling product is a, well, we work well at a software level is our access control, which is a complete automation. So we work with, um, I think you had Guesty on the show the other day. We were very yeah. closely with Guesty. So the way it would, the way it works with our system is we have uh, Samsung smart things control that you can get from Best Buy and a Yale smart lock, which you can, some of our clients get from us, they can get it from Amazon, whatever the case may be. And that's a keypad lock. That's a really easy retrofit. So like I see in the background, you have a deadbolt on your door. It's a five minute exercise to take that deadbolt out and put the smart one on. Um, see, I need to get what I told you about my smart lock experience. It's been so yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because what's 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 been happening it's it's really interesting the the smart lock market has really matured literally in the last 12 months which sounds funny to say but so i bought the one that was 14 months old yeah and you probably bought a residential grade one so locks locks so like this yeah. the lock that we use for yeah that, that's entirely the truth yeah so the locks that we use for vacation homes are not the same locks we use for hotels and even then in a vacation home is it a bedroom door you'll use a different lock for a bedroom door than you will for the main door because it's all about like usage because they'll, they'll have different grades of steel they'll have different uh, security requirements different tools for different jobs mm-hmm. ultimately they can all like we select them and they can all talk to our system you know by the cloud right so we can see in real time when someone puts a code in so we know they've checked in we can see when they've put in their checkout code which then alerts the uh, cleaning team to say hey they've left go ahead then your booking managers get a or your maintenance managers or cleaning managers whoever you have, however you set up get an alert that the cleaners entered um, and then the cleaner enters their cleaning code and you basically now you know you've turned over the unit and you can make it available for booking or you can basically tell the next guest who's coming that they can get in early hmm. does yeah. it so do you find that you know operators and managers who are using operto are, are they are they reporting back them better experiences from the the consumer side yeah and like a direct connection to that and if so like what what's some of the feedback you're hearing most so the feedback we're hearing it's a surprise to people it's almost 
almost like it's magic. In the ho- in the apartment world, which is where we started, we also came up with a way to get people past the intercom in a multi-unit residential building. So through the front door, like so you at like you talk to the intercom. So basically what we came up with was our own was an aperto like phone number. So instead of uh, you getting a call on your cell phone, it calls our system for the unit. And then our, our system says, please enter your four-digit access code. The guest puts in their four-digit access code. Our system verifies that that's the right access code. And it unlocks the front door, unlocks the elevator. And then when they get up to the top, then they're interacting with a Yale or other smart lock, um, use the same four-digit access code, and we know they've checked in. So the, the reviews on Airbnb are literally things like, oh, I arrived at 2 a.m. It was amazing. I didn't have to like try and get a key handoff. I wasn't fumbling around. I used one code and I was in. It was like a magic trick. Um, it's, was- it is seriously a game. It's a total game changer because you're so right. Like yeah. it sounds ridiculous to say like, I don't want to go up to a front desk and talk to somebody. But at the same time, when I'm booking an Airbnb, like when yeah. I book it, I ask like, hey, I'm probably going to come in at like weird hours yeah. because I'm not in town just for hanging out and wanting to be at the Airbnb. I'm literally there for, I need a comfortable place to sleep. Yeah. And that's exactly. what I, you know, you know, and I might need a place to work the next morning, but you know, a lot of times I am, I'm coming in on a late flight or early mm-hmm. flight, or I was at an event that went late and yeah. I want that. Just, I just want to walk in. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't yeah. want to weird, awkward meetups in the lobby. I had yeah. one actually recently. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share this with you. So I was in LA mm-hmm. and, and after we booked it, he, the guy replies back, say, Hey, uh, you know, sends his rules and his rules were kind of funny. He was like, you know, yeah. no dishes left in the sink. I was like, Oh, that's cool. He was like, don't eat the food in the fridge. Uh, that's fine. That's reasonable. Under no circumstances, do not talk to anyone who's staff. <laughs> This is, this is one of those illegal ones, right? I was yeah. like, all right, well, I'm picking up what you're putting down. That's fine. Whatever, man. I mean, <laughs> it looked like a nice place. And honestly, I'm glad I booked that one because I, I realized the first one I booked actually was a scam. So anyway, but that. yeah, this solves that problem. Like it, it actually, you know, and this is the kind of thing that I think, you know, this is why it needs to be talked about more because this mm. actually improves the overall security of the building, yes, which is the, a lot of times the issue that mm. building owners have against short-term rent. Yes. So if they knew these solutions existed, they would understand and see immediately, hey, this is actually far more secure. Every single person is vetted, tracked, yeah. known where they're going. Yeah, and yeah. and you shared with me before. So like mm-hmm. these codes, right? So I book with an apartment. It's good for two days. At the moment of checkout, my code is dead. Yep. Yep. Either at the moment of checkout or when you put your checkout code in. Yeah. And so, so you can't, you know, you can't just like, you know, it's always, I've, I've always been interested in people who even rent their own personal homes because like they have like a key box. Okay, that code is secure. But then you gave me a key. Like I have a key to your house. I like I could just go copy that. I know it's amazing. And, I, I've showed up to Airbnbs before where the code is one, two, three, four, five, six. No, you know that that's not rotated. And I literally will, I'll, uh, I'll send a text to the owner like, Hey, I uh, reprogrammed your lock because I don't want someone walking in on me. Oh yeah. Cause while you're there, someone else could just pop up and. Oh yeah. There's no way uh, I will leave it on there. Most of the time they'll be like, Oh, that you shouldn't really be doing that. I was like, well, I don't really want someone walking in on me. So now you have an unfair advantage in that you know far too much about smart locks. So I, yeah, we, I, we could talk about smart locks for, for like 50 minutes. Like I've taken them down to keep them under. I'm a little bit too much of a tinkerer, if that's sadly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll keep moving here. So, so, okay. We talked about, you know, like you're working with, you know, it, it can be an Airbnb, it can be a hotel. So, but to, yeah. to clarify who Operto is for, is it primarily the, the larger companies or management companies or can individual operators who maybe have like, you know, a handful or, or, you know, two or three, you know, Airbnb units, is this the right product for them? Yeah. Yeah. It's the right product for them. I mean, they can stump, I mean, you could stumble with other stuff and use like point solutions, like for like, an, like we're integrating with the August law very soon like in the next couple of weeks we'll have it online recently acquired by us as well and you could use just a like a regular smart lock and just change the codes out every single time if you have one or two you live there you might be able to do that mm-hmm. but once you get to like a dispersed inventory where you know it's more than 30 minutes away or more than 10 minutes away it gets tough to do that operationally it's also really really 
Like once you start to realize that you need to be cross-platform at a marketing level, you don't want to just be on one OTA. Like Airbnb probably become the dominant OTA out there, but you'll still get bookings from Booking.com and Expedia and HomeAway. They're just different crowds and different audiences. Well, BRBO is what? They were, what, 10 years ahead of Airbnb? Yeah. They have somewhat of a loyal crowd. They have a very, very loyal following. And then the other thing about Airbnb is like you probably won't get Australians booking you they'll book through Expedia and you won't get Japanese bookings because those will come from Agoda and you won't get French bookings because those because they're looking on booking.com. Once uh-huh. you get to a level of sophistication where, you know, you might only have three units, but you're at a level of sophistication where you realize that you need a PMS like Guesty, right? You yeah. know, right? That you want to have the automated messaging where it's auto responding to the guest saying, you no, know, here's your check instructions, here's your auto like auto pay, like all of the things that you kind of need yeah. um then yeah then operto is a good solution for you but if you just and even we have clients that have one unit we do but most of the time it's because like they live in phoenix but their unit is in la i specifically wanted to ask that because i mean as we're talking through this it sounds like it's a really you know intelligent system you know it's working inner working with you know things like guesty which then you know helps cross platform you've got smart codes you've got you know helping control energy usage it, it honestly to me, you know, and, and normally we don't talk about pricing, but it sounds expensive. And then when you go yeah. on the site, I'm looking at it, you know, the, the, the core base is 15 bucks a month. Yeah. So, oh. I mean, it, it's not as expensive. So, you know, individual can use this, but it can also really scale up well and work yeah. for, you know, teams uh, or larger operations that, that need this. Uh, absolutely. And, and the reason that we structured the third plan, similar to a cell phone plan, where we call it a, a Operto Professional Plus, yeah. is because recognize that a lot of our property managers don't own the property. So it was really, really difficult for them to get permission to change a door lock because then they like, who pays for it? Right. Like that's the question. I mean, that is the thing that holds a lot of property management back. Always the question. And so ultimately we just said, you know, why not just make it like a cell phone plan, right? Like we can, you know, they don't want the, like ultimately it's sort of funny. It's similar to car sharing, right? Like people, car sharing has become popular because people realize that they don't actually maybe want a car. They just want to get from A to B. So it's the same with a right. smart lock or a smart thermostat or whatever. You just want what it does. You don't need the device itself. You need yeah. the operational efficiency that it brings or the utility reduction that it brings. Whatever. That's what you want. And also, as like I said, in the last 12 months, smart lock technology has like, gotten very, very solid, but it could continue to improve. Like cell phones, you'll probably want you know, an, you know, an upgrade in two, three years. So this sort of allows you to keep pace with the change in IoT and just allows us also to be able to constantly improve at a software level with the the best in class that's out there. Yeah, I'm right there with you other than upgrading cell phones. I'm still on the 6S. Uh, yeah, I am not. I am not going dongle galore on everything, man. I, I can't. I know. I know. I'm, I, I just see everyone else like just, you're preaching to the choir, as they say. <laughs> I see these people that don't have no ports into their laptop, and their phone doesn't charge just by sitting on a magnet or something. I'm just like, nope, it's not ready yet, man. I'm not ready. What's <laughs> so? So let's let's keep moving forward. So I love the fact that you talked about international travelers. So yeah. you know, a lot of times in real estate, you know. A home is a home for the most part, but there are some significant nuances when you start traveling to different countries as far as, you know, standard practices, industries, uh, even down to local ordinances in the U.S. is complicated enough. Uh, But this seems like it's something a little different. You all, are you operating just in the U.S. or are you also working with vacation and short-term rentals internationally? Internationally, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Japan, Jamaica, the U.K. Well, Canada is technically international uh, for you. Yeah, Uh, Canada's international. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, no, we, we are kind of, we're all over the place and we're growing really rapidly. Our, our, the thing that slows our growth is the, is the lock. The locks vary quite wildly, but we're working with a really good uh, sort of catch-all lock type for vacation rental locks uh, out of Austria that has a really good retrofit solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's similar to the August lock where it just sort of turns the, the deadbolt on the, it's, it's a pretend thumb turn and it just turns the, mo- it just turns the deadbolt on the other side. It's yep, simple, yep. But it, 
fits over a key. It fits over like a knob. It, it's really, it's really versatile. Yeah. Is that? I think I know that one because that, that that's like you can have just that deadbolt rather than a doorknob and and that you can just have that. Exactly. And then on the outside, there's a Bluetooth keypad. Yep. And and this is back to the international travel thing you brought up. Is that I'm a big believer that like every it should work for my my six year old should be able to get in and my 65 year old or sorry my dad's 69 now my 69 year old father Mennonite father who refuses to carry a cell phone can also get in right like he has to be able to get in without me giving him a key he has to be able to get in you know from a business perspective you know because I'm an advertising guy so from a business perspective when I hear of a a product and service that solves a problem and it goes international you got my attention it's so interesting because it literally I mean your your opportunity for you know improving the experience especially for all the travelers I mean travel right now we're such a good economy state travels on the rise work travels on the rise Absolutely. you know just for the heck of it nothing to do travels on the rise uh, it's about improving the experience of the property managers so it's 25 percent improvement well I mean it's a huge improvement for the guests but our right. focus solely on the making the lives of property managers easier <laughs> like when we first started working with them I've never met people who work more like you will get emails from them at two in the morning three in the morning for like they they work all the time they literally are always working i i recognize that i mean there's so many challenges that we could talk forever about the challenges in property management and genuinely it's basically built around this the way the businesses you know are set up as they are now you have you know the constant battle of i have to take on more units to be more profitable yes can't take on any more units i can't serve the ones i have exactly and And there's a ratio that that uh that i always that we sort of measure success by for our clients is that we always hope that if you come and you are managing between one to 10, right? Like one person can manage 10 units. We want to yeah. get you to 20, right? Like that's the, this is what we're trying to accomplish, right? Yeah. Like we want you to be able to know when someone's checking in, checking out so that you don't have to go there. You don't have to sign keys. You're automatically yeah. passing virtual keys. If you want your, uh, you know, when there's a party starting, you know, if there's over occupancy, cause you're getting an alert on your phone based on our CO2 and noise detection. Mm. Um, we know that the temperature is setting back, you know, that oh, you can know when there's a party. Yeah. You know, when there's a party, that's a big deal. Like in cities like Nashville, like they are Airbnbs everywhere. It is the, yeah. if you don't know this, it's the bachelor and bachelorette party city of America. Yeah. It's like Vegas. Yeah. I know. But I know we I, have a lot of, we have a lot of clients in Nashville. I've looked yeah. at a lot of the listings and they, they actually say uh, no parties Yeah. with, with basically the idea of like, Hey, you know, it's fine that you and your 10 friends want to come here, but you know, throwing a rager is out of the question. Do not do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So like it's with, with just three devices we can basically tell you with co2 we know how many people are in the space that might not be a party that might just be too many people in there yeah um, or it might just be that i don't know they started cooking or something so that's not that's not an alert to our system if there's also noise mm, probably and then if there's 20 opens and closes on the door put those three pieces of data together <laughs> that's a party right like any one of that's the thing is like the thing with the data is the more data points you have the more you can make good decisions. Do you just call that metric open closes? Wow. That's I feel like I feel like we need uh, we need a, an official metric right now to establish for the industry moving forward. Yeah. If you have open so many doors open and closed with you know per minute, yeah. we'll put that referred to as yeah. Because <laughs> well, it could it couldn't it might not be a party, right? It might be that you're moving groceries in and out or you have multiple bags because you got five kids, right? Sure, like, sure, yeah. 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 But combine that with noise and the CO2. And then there you go. I want to, I want to move a little bit more into, you know, kind of about the, how you guys have, have been and growing. So, you know, I, taking a look at the site, you know, you go through the site and that's, uh, that's the obvious step one for me on my research. But mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, you have all the best partners in the industry, Airbnb, booking, VRBO, Guesty, mm-hmm. you know, talk me through a little bit about the strategy behind why align through these partners. I mean, obviously, you know, there's hotels, you could have went straight to the hotel route. Yeah. There's no shortage of inventory there. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you know, whether or not they're battling air, you know, how they're battling Airbnb, they're still mm-hmm. doing well right now. They are. They're the doing very part. well. Yeah. So what, what was the strategy you thinking behind these particular partnerships? Um, the strategy was that it's just the most modern platforms. We could do the most automation. And it was also a strategy of, well, we, we were cognizant and I was cognizant that hotels uh, really struggle with change. Like any any really established group with a very 
very good, strong model that's successful is going to be very against change. And what the reason that they're pushing against Airbnb isn't, I mean, there's been OTAs around for a long time. They're used to them. It's because it's a paradigm shift for them. And, mm-hmm. and paradigm shifts are hard, um, mm-hmm. especially for established players. Like we, like when we first did our first hotel, it was funny. Like the guests would come in and go, so I just go up to my room and they, and the, and the people at the bar, it's a very nice bar, beautiful bar. They're like, yeah, just go up. If you need anything, come down. Like, so that even the guests have trouble when you walk into a bar, you, or sorry, when you walk into a hotel, you expect to have to do something. So it sort of, mm. it changes the relationship and they're not used to that. Like they've been doing it that way. Like if you think about it, hotels, have had a front desk for like as long as hotels have existed. I, I would say years. since we've been measuring time. Since we've been measuring time, right? Like key, keys are 2000 years old. The Egyptians came up with them, right? Like but they've been around forever. It's it's the way that we're used to interacting with spaces. Yeah. So to remove it, is really, really difficult. It almost changes your business model, which for them, that's really tough, really, really tough. But the new players, right? The people that are coming into the market in the last five years with the growth of Airbnb, huge growth of booking, huge growth. That's an Expedia and HomeAway and VRBO, like you said, they were ready, right? Like they they have all the new tech. They have dynamic pricing engines that are are automated. They have Mm -hmm. Mobesti, which has a, a, a unified inbox that auto responds like an AI like right you right see this in the uh, in the hotel industry it, it is beautiful uh you know I, I kind of want to just like I, I, I want the experience or at least seeing behind the scenes of like managing a busy portfolio of of yeah. Airbnbs because I can imagine but I don't think I get it until I would yeah. see what yeah. it would be like to be in that driver's seat um, and it, like, I can't imagine trying to run this business 10 and years that's ago. Thing, they have the biggest pain point, right? Like a hotel, if you have 120 units as an Airbnb property manager, they are spread throughout the city. Like you might have 20 in one building. If you're a hotel, all right there. You've got laundry there. You've got, you have none of the challenges that the others have. So you're a little bit more comfortable. You don't, you don't need the operational efficiencies because you've built such established operational efficiencies based on a single location. Got it. Yeah, I love it. I, 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 thanks for sharing all that. That's been yeah, that's no, no worries. So you know, obviously, the partnerships, you know, aligning with such companies can really help you grow because basically, you, you can quickly identify, you know, who's a, a working in this area. But you know, obviously, one of the things I, I, I like to ask people when they come on the show, like, what's something that you tried though that maybe didn't work out that you realized, hey, that's not a good direction. Uh, let's focus our energies over here. Lock types and apps. Those are the two things we tried that didn't work very well. We tried using using some some cool I won't mention any manufacturers but some, <laughs> uh, lock manufacturers that are effectively software companies and what you'll always see is that lock manufacturers are really make, good at making locks and software companies are good at software and mm. the, the, the two shouldn't do each other's try and do each other's stuff so that was a mistake the other was trying to do some uh, things via app and this was back to what I was saying there's too much friction in travel with an app especially with the way that there's it, it's, just, it's too, the the way that buildings are, it's too disparate. It's also too too confusing. Like no one wants an iPad. Like I've had this before where you have an iPad to turn on the lights or turn off the lights. No, and don't do that to me. I know. And, and, and it's painful. Like my big belief is that uh, a light switch should be a light switch. It's smart, right? On our end, we're able to turn it on up, but it's still a light switch for the guest. What about the Google Home stuff? The Google Home stuff is really, there's someday Google Home, Alexa will be ready for the hospitality market, but it's not ready. It's not even ready for my home. Like my my kids love it and I like it for home because it's a new interface for my kids, right? Like I don't know, they can ask about the weather, they can learn, they can play music for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, but but it's not ready yet because there's so many authentication issues right there's you know yeah, you, yeah. You alexa in a vacation home you have to tie alexa to an amazon account now the guest can say hey I, hey alexa oh, yeah, you don't want it? that <laughs> 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 like there's there's there and and and, and alexa's tried they have like a hospitality division but it's it's just it's early days it's early days See, and that one 
is that it has to add value to the product. It has to add value. Yeah. Like we had clients early days again, again, also another mistake is going down the road of things like IOT is cool. Right. And everyone focus on is it focuses on the thing. Right. So like, Hey, can you put in a ring doorbell? Well, yeah. But what do you want to do with it? Well, we want to see the person coming in. What are you going to do with that? Right. Like, are you going to record right. their face? Now you're into territory that's like uncomfortable. You, you probably don't want to go down that road and right. you can even manage that amount of information. Right. So for us, like not going down the rabbit hole of things that don't add meaning to either meaning and efficiency to either the guest or the property manager, we've right. learned the hard way to just steer clear of. See, I, I tell you what though, for all the uh, potential vacation rental managers out there and owners, what I kind of want, and, and I wouldn't really even need this, mm. but I just want like a fun mode, right? Like I want to walk in, yeah. I sit down on the couch, I pick up the little paper and it says, you know, and for extra fun, just tell Google Home to activate, you know, fun house. You know, and just like set off some lights and set off some music and, you know, or whatever, like, I don't know, like a little uh, Tesla cool. type we, of Easter egg. I mean, and we can do all those things and we've done, yeah. we've done them as experiments, but then yeah. you, know, you sort of say to the property manager, how much would you pay for this? And they would go, well, I don't really need it. It's neat. Like, and the guest sort of gets in there and goes, well, that was an interesting two seconds. Like, I'm going to turn that off. Like, it, it has to really bring serious meaning. Like, we yeah. actually, we're, we're building towards where it it's because uh, what we want is personalization yeah so, like, yeah I, I want to be able to walk like i travel with my chromecast believe it or okay. not and i also travel with the google home because i like because my so my then my kids you they, travel with a google home i travel with a google home so does I, google know that that's a thing i had probably, no idea so the reason i travel with those two devices is because well with, especially when i'm with my kids i use the google home as my alarm clock and uh, as uh, my hands-free speakerphone so then i can basically take meetings and calls through through Google, uh, voice over IP and hands free, and then I can also just request music. I can ask my itinerary. Do you know what I mean? It's I I have I have a very personal relationship with with Google because I'm on Android, right? You might that is people, literally the the best quote we have had yet ever of all the episodes <laughs> we've done. I have a very personal relationship with my Google Home. Well, it's it's a funny thing. It's 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 what is that movie uh, where the where the guy because what was it where he falls in love with his AI with his I don't know. I'm not a movie guy. Yeah. Ah, I can't remember the call. <laughs> yeah, I had Yaukin Phoenix or something. Anyway, yeah, and, and the Chromecast is just so that I can cast Netflix or I can I can put mm. something up on the screen from my computer so that I can have two I can basically have two screens right Because there. not every place has something where you can actually log into a Netflix. And if you're at a hotel, man, hotel TV. Oh, I know. Oh my goodness. And, yeah, and that's the thing. So that that I just sort of see as the future, but the level of personalization has to be there. So if I walk, so that's why I travel with my own Google Home because mm-hmm. it's connected to my account, my itinerary, my agenda, my music, my everything. To do that one step removed into someone's, that's what we want. That's what we want. Like you, Nate walks in and says, hey, play my favorite. Uh, it, it knows Nate's playlist. That's what we want. That's meaningful. That's personalized. Interesting. I love that. I love thinking through that. That's very cool. Yeah. And that, see, the thing is, even though what you're talking about and I admire, you know, we're making the the job of the manager better or yeah. easier or less stressful. Like mm-hmm. that's going to improve the relationship they have with the investor and the owners. Yeah. That's going to improve the experience for the consumer. Yeah. And I, that's the trickle down I want to hear. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times I see some of these softwares and things pop up. And what I, what I hear is just that they're just, they picked a crowd to sell to. And they're just trying to sell something to that crowd. Yeah. And they're not thinking through, does this help the end consumer? consumer? Does this help the owner and investor? You know, just, and I think there's so much out of, out there that, that exists like that. That's the kind of stuff that really annoys me because I'm still a licensed real estate agent. Mm-hmm. So I get the cold calls all day long of, you know, a software, this or that, or lead gen, you right. know, and, and, you know, it, it's just, it's so tiring to, yeah. to get pummeled over the head with just like you said, like it's just stuff, it's you know, just, it doesn't help anyone, doesn't make anything better. So I think that's really cool. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that my, focus. My dad would call them the trappings. My dad would call them the trappings. Oh, the trappings. Them the trappings of things. things like, he's a big guy on like tools are tools, right? And he's a big believer that yeah. technology is a tool. And yeah. so he'll use some parts of technology, but if it's a tool he doesn't need, he doesn't need it. Yeah. They're just trappings. Let's, we'll shift gears here just a little bit. So one of the things we always talk about the show is, is funding, right? So... Hmm. 
real estate, you know, easily the largest asset class, you know, and we're talking about the vacation rental industry, the short-term rental industry. It's massive. I mean, there's just no way around it. It's huge. Um, work travel life, nomad work life, van life, people, you, you know, I think even to some degree, we have Instagram to credit for mm-hmm. seeking out these, these unique travel experiences because now we have greater visibility than ever before. Yeah. And so uh, the obvious thing is, well, hey, there's room for investment there. Can we can we capitalize on this growing trend? Mm-hmm. So the first thing I want to ask you about, like, have you guys had to go through that process in in raising money and and or are you looking to bootstrap? Well, we took on uh, a very major round uh, last year in August from the former CEO of Booking.com, Darren Houston. So like we're, we're fairly well financed, but it did take a while for us to find, I mean, Darren's a special kind of person that really understands not just the industry and how it's changing, but also that what we were doing, I think a lot of people have struggled with what we were doing. Again, it's like a paradigm shift. They were like, well, you're a software company, but you're going to be interfacing with hardware. This feels like it's going to be too hard. Or we had others that said, I don't really understand how this is different than why wouldn't people just use Samsung smart things, right? Right. Um, or a Yale lock, right? And you said, yeah. well, no, because it's, it's a Yale lock, so it's a Yale lock. It was, it was hard early days, I have to admit, because it is a bit of a different, um, it's a platform play, as some would call it, but it's also really a buildings play. And buildings are an area that most people don't know really well, except if they're buying them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And and so then obviously you've paid attention. You've seen other people and their, their fundraising efforts. And, yeah. you know, it's not a, I mean, really, we hear about the same few companies every week. Right now, everyone won't stop talking about, I'm going to date this episode, but everyone won't stop talking about Uber and how much money they're losing their IPO. Right that really means. And of course, we work, you know, was the the darling child of press up until I'd say like the last year and everything I read anymore is just so negative, which, you know, I'm not really here to to say which is right and not. Mm. But there's obviously, a, there's a lot of investment and even outside of the US, it's coming into the US. Why do you think now though, and even outside the vacation rental market, why mm. is real estate tech finally getting the resources to catch up with some of the consumer demands and also even focusing on on improving our experiences. It's the last frontier for technology. It, like technology has not gotten into buildings yet. Like like I've been in buildings my whole life. Like there's only two jobs for a Mennonite kid. It's to farm or to build. So I've been <laughs> my whole life in buildings and I've not seen them evolve in like 41 years. <laughs> like we're still using the same back neck controllers from like the early 90s to control an HVAC system. And they, and they literally won't talk to anything. Um, they're right. purely analog. The guy who installed the electric strike on the front door it has never met a locksmith do you know what i mean like it's 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 an unbelievably disparate industry that's still completely analog yeah 100 uh, completely wired and analog so the opportunity to change like everything else has been has been has been done right like that we went from um you know dial tone phones to phones that are computers we've gone from cars that into the internal combustion engine to ones that have electric engines and can drive themselves. The yeah. only thing left to really do well and improve on is buildings. And it, and it's very and and you think about it there's like it's the number it's the largest investment that most people will make. Single largest investment that most people will make. Right. Uh, it's yeah. I, I, that's the number one reason in in, in my mind why there's yeah. so much money going in. And it's yeah, a limited, I, I, it's a limited I, I, uh, resource too, right? Like a whale. There's only so right. much land, only only so many doors in the world, right? Like Yep. Yeah. I I tend to align with that and uh and totally see that and speaking of the final frontier if you will mm. let's let's uh let's shift into one of my favorite segments of the show that i like to call for the future for the future is a segment where i get to ask each guest who comes on the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions mm. michael you ready to play i'm ready to play yeah <laughs> all right question number one here on for the future what does operto look like one year from now that's a good question so you year from now will definitely be kind of all over the world we will uh, be in one year from now we'll probably be in one other language other than english that's that's a big thing for me uh the world i, I speak three languages like that's I, it's rare for canadians in europe that's the norm the world is in which languages do you speak you can't just hide that yeah well i speak english french japanese and my arabic's quite terrible but i speak a little bit wow yeah very yeah. cool mm-hmm. all right question number two what will the housing market look like one year from now oh, depends where you are. The world's a big place. 
Feel free to contextualize it. Contextually, well, Vancouver. I mean, the the thing that's really interesting is that as people try to uh, adjust markets because they're either uh, too expensive or not expensive enough, there's always, like I always say that real estate's like dancing with an elephant. When you start swinging it (laughs) policy-wise one way, it's really difficult to swing it back. So what we're seeing in Vancouver right now is the elephant swinging. So it was really unaffordable and they uh, layered like 17 different types of tax and, and like, they made it impossible for short-term stay and like, et cetera, et cetera. So now it's like falling over. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that anytime that my prediction is that anytime you try to like, anytime municipalities or cities or States try to play too much with real estate in any, whatever the market is, it's going to, you're going to swing the elephant too far. Interesting. Yeah. I love that visual. I'm just trying to imagine that like a dancing elephant. <laughs> dancing with an elephant. It's a lot of weight behind an elephant. <laughs> I got to ride an elephant once. It was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Just knowing that I was at the complete mercy of an animal the size of a dump truck. All right. Question number three. What's one industry trend you think will continue, but you wish would go away? That's a good one. Apps. Honestly, the and then that's the thing that's already starting to go away. People, like clients kept asking, like, what what does your app do? And I said, if I make you an app, I've failed you. And I need another app on my phone. Like, I need another hole in my head. How many uh, apps do you have on your phone, do you think? Oh, more than 100. I have 40 uh, smart home apps alone for different products. Now, you're testing stuff, obviously. Yeah, because the idea is that we basically want to take all these disparate applications and make them into one meaningful automation for one reason or another, right? Like, mm. you don't be managing 40 different apps on your phone. You want to just be alerted or whatever, or have it run some form of automation. That's essentially the goal is to just pare everything down. Yeah. Got it. Very cool. All right. And question number four for, for the future. What's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of technological advances? Keys. That's the easy one. Keys. No more keys. Some, I, I, I don't think it's that far off. No more physical. And I mean, and I don't mean just like a, a metal key. I mean like a plastic fob or a flat or a plastic key. Is that, wait, is that what you want to see or just none of it I want to see all? none of it. No more keys. No more keys. No more flaps. Wow. No more physical handoffs. And replaced with touchpads or fingerprints or touch eyeballs. Pads, touch, touch pads is probably the best way. Uh, yeah. Well, China's already got eyeballs and finger pads. I, I have a finger. Well, San um, Francisco. Did you see the news about San Francisco? I did. Yeah. I First saw city in America to ban facial recognition. I saw that. Yeah. It, and, and then there was another article I was reading recently about a, a building in New York where they put in all smart door locks. Um, right. They were all either app based or fingerprint based. And it was overturned. Nope. There was one 90 year old guy who was like, no, like I need some other way to get it. Like, I yeah, but I won't do fingerprint either way because that's a, that's a, that's a violation of your, your personal yeah. rights. And, that, and that's why for me, the, the keypad is just, I mean, it's just, it doesn't have to be fancy. It just, yep. you know, num- numbers, right? Like it's... If you can dial a phone, which let's be real, there's a whole generation coming up that ain't ever dialed a phone. No, <laughs> kids have it. <laughs> But I mean, it's proven to be, hey, this is a basic, simple ability. We should use the, the example of a calculator. If you ever use a calculator, you can use this lock. Well, even on a smartphone, you're, you're entering digits onto a virtual keypad, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, you're yeah. Still, you're still pressing virtual buttons on a screen. So Someone we, should make a yeah. rotary doorknob just for <laughs> like the novelty and, and nostalgia. Right. Michael nested with their thermostat, so it looks like the old school Honeywell turn turn thermostat. That's what that's based on. That's the oh, because it's supposed to look familiar. It's supposed to look familiar, but it doesn't oh. look familiar to my children. That's what's really funny about it. Like and um, like we that was another one we tried using Nest thermostats, and I think they're great. Like I have one at home, but they're not like my my mother in law would pull it off the wall, and my son would just like play with it all day. <laughs> Because it's a learning thermostat, I had the most schizophrenic experience ever. Like it was just up and down and up. And oh, down. until it figures out its way. Well, it's it, it's learning off of like its behavior. So I just had to set it to not learn. Oh, that's the, that's the other thing, right? Like that's the thing why I say we have to commercialize some of these residential products because they're meant for home use, right? Mm. Like to learn your pattern, which is. But if you have totally good, you know, five different people throughout the week, yeah, you got it. You got a guy from Scandinavia that likes it really cold. You got a 
one person from Australia that likes it really warm. And now it's learned the average of the two, which is basically uncomfortable for everyone. So yeah, there's got it. These little details you have to think through when you're, yeah. when you're putting in uh, residential grade hardware into commercial application. Got it. Yeah. All right, Michael, we're going to move to the last three here. These questions are more focused on you personally. So our listeners get to know you. All right. The first question of the last three here is what are you reading? I'm reading uh, Loon Shots, not Moon Shots by, and I'm going to, you had trouble pronouncing my name. I have trouble with his name, Safi Bakal. Okay. Um, it's, it's fascinating. It's about how um, crazy ideas basically are always frowned upon by everyone because they're just hard for people to understand mm-hmm. and that it's really structure that makes them work and gives them application. So it's, it's excellent. I highly recommend it. Yeah. I, I think you told me that previously because I know I, I, I recognize the name of that and I can't tell you why, but I'm pretty sure you, you told me that prior to this call. Everybody's reading it. And yeah. It's very, very good. Yeah. Question number two, who are you learning from? My entire team. Like they're just, I've got an amazing, very diverse team. Like I learned a ton from Darren, probably the smartest person I've ever worked with. My CTO again, like everyone's, everyone's got their own skills. So I, I mean, I, I got, you know, I, I go to sleep absolutely broken, like just trying to process all the smart things that smart people are saying to me all day. It's uh that can, that can cause some significant imposter syndrome when you're working with such smart people, but that yeah. that's when you know you did the right thing. Yes, accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And question number three, what inspires you? My t- uh, people, like uh, the team is just inspiring. Just working with property managers who are just like do everything they can to make other life, other people's lives better, their guests' lives better. It's mm. really inspiring. Like that's the reason all these changes are happening is because they just, they're truly people that just want to be in service of others. And I just, I love, I love that. Like that's why I went into consulting, especially green building consulting is you just, you just, I, I have a, my belief is that you'll always succeed if you're always in service of others. Oh, that's so good. You'll always succeed if you're in service of others. Yeah, because you're going to be solving real problems for people and you're going to be making their lives better and which is always value, right? It's always value. Yeah, that's stellar. If I walk away with one thing, that's going to be it because I think that that's that's so smart to even have that perspective. And that's that's, the Operato is founded on that concept, right? Like that's why everything for us is about meaningful technology, Mm. making property life, the, the lives of property managers easier, which ahead in turn makes the life of the guests better because they can spend more time making their their stay pleasant yeah the trickle down effect yeah totally michael thank you so much for your time and sharing so much i wish we had another hour to talk about locks (laughs) but you know we got to wrap it up here before we wrap it up here if people want to reach out to you or they want to learn more about operto where do they go how do they do that you can go to the website uh, www.operto.com which is spelled like it sounds o-p-e-r-t-o you can email us at info that'll go to you know the right person they'll get it to the right people yeah. And we'll have all those links in the show notes wherever this is posted so that you'll be able to get that info and, and reach out if you want to. But well, Michael, let's uh, let's keep in touch. I know we're only like 40 minutes away. I, I, like know. I said, I'm going to drive down and we're going to have fall one day. Yeah. Come so, down. We got Soy House. Well, Soy House is like the spot for the pho, man. That's that's the one. That's the jam. You come down, I'm treating. I could eat pho all day. If we if I come down for breakfast, we can still have pho? Because I'll eat pho for breakfast. You, you tell me what time. If they're open, it's, it's on. Awesome. Let's do it. We'll schedule it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's been great. Thank you so much. We'll catch up to you later. Thanks, mate. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the TechNest podcast. Hey, don't forget, you can get on the email list. You never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the app store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend, or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.